listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Hello, this is Brian Belsky, Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets. Now that the calendar has flipped officially into the second half of 2021, we thought it would be apropos to dust off our forecasts for the remainder of the year and let our clients get a feel for the what, how, and why our forecasts have changed since we originally put them out and what we see happening and unfolding the rest of 2021. There remains three major points to our overall call on U.S. and Canadian stocks. Number one, we continue to believe that the U.S. stock market is in the midst of a 20-year bull market, something that we've been in print on and publicly been saying uh, since 2009. In fact, we believe that the second half of that bull market officially started on March 23rd of last year. When many of you have heard me say this before, uh, that's when the control-alt-delete happened, the literal reset of the bull market in U.S. stocks when the market hit its low on that date. And in fact, we published a research report on that day publicly stating that that was the low and that there was a very good chance that U.S. stocks would rally 50% from those lows and that the 20-year bull market was very much alive. Point number two is we continue to believe Canada's coming along for the ride. Our viewpoint on Canada's remained steadfast for almost a decade now. As America goes, so goes Canada. In fact, we believe Canadian stocks could do very well the second half of the year, potentially outpacing the U.S., in terms of total return and performance. Lastly, the stock market is a market of stocks. We continue to believe that most investors are way too macro-oriented and, case in point, way too worried about inflation this year, worried about market peaks and earnings, uh, and what comes next with respect to interest rates or the macro and quantitative backdrop of the market. That's why we continue to focus our research on both the United States and Canadian stock markets on bottoms up stock picking, active stock management in terms of portfolios, and thematic research and portfolio analysis in terms of how we are suggesting our sector inputs and our opinions, especially relative to the what we view the rest of the market is doing and too focused on macro and too focused on quant. So what does that say for our forecast with respect to the US stock market? Well, as many of you know, we came out and published our 2021 market outlook in November of 2020 with a 4,200 target in terms of price and $175 in terms of earnings. In May, we upped those numbers, revised them to 4,500 in price and $190 in terms of earnings. Given the pace of the recovery was a little bit faster than even we thought, number one, and number two, the fundamental wherewithal of U.S. stocks were strong and we anticipate to become even stronger. Although some investors are suggesting, quite frankly, that this is as good as it gets for U.S. stocks, we firmly believe there is still more room to run in the months ahead. With our S&P 500 year-end price target implying still very positive single-digit returns from here, but still, given the fact that we have seen a double-digit return already in 2021, that is a very, very strong move in markets. For that, 
For that part, if you take a look at how the bull market works in the second year of a bull market, it's been 15 months since the S&P 500, 16 months, I'm sorry, since the S&P 500 low in March of last year. And in year two of bull markets, uh, if this is the reset, meaning the second year of the second half of the bull market, if you follow that, our work shows that U.S. stocks register a 12.6% average return during year two of bull markets going back to 1945. Much smaller, obviously, than the 40% average gain seen in, in year one. That being said, the year two price return jumps to 17.1% when looking at bull markets that were preceded by bear market declines of 30% or more, like the one we experienced in 2020. It's just kind of a fancy way of saying year two is setting up to be exactly the way we thought, kind of mid-double-digit returns. Obviously, the first half of the year was very strong, and we think single-digit returns from here as we kind of transition into more of a fundamentally-led market. And the transition to normal is, is making progress. Momentum is clearly still the name of the game in terms of these moves that we've seen with respect to value and growth and some of the sectors. But as we transition more and more into an earnings-driven market, we have proven through our work that earnings-driven markets, while they're more consistent and stable, PE-driven markets are obviously stronger and obviously higher in terms of momentum. And that's okay. That's okay to, to be seeing a transitioning and maturing bull market. And I think that's where a lot of investors are having a hard time uh, because of this flip-flopping that we've seen in the markets in 2021, especially. Are we a growth market? Are we a value market? What sectors should we be in? And so that's why we've really tried to maintain more of a everything in moderation type tone with respect to our sectors and, and where we're positioned accordingly. We continue to maintain an equal weight across the board in terms of small, mid, and large cap stocks and growth versus value stocks. Clearly, the markets in, in the United States have exhibited a very strong move in value. And recently, since the calendar turned into the second half, much of May and June and into July, really been dominated by growth features. We do not believe growth is scarce. When growth is scarce, growth outperforms, which has been a theme through the mid part of this new decade since 2010 uh, and really into the new decade of 2020. But growth is not scarce. If we're still going to see double digit earnings growth, for the market at near record low interest rates. That is an exceedingly positive backdrop for stocks. So we think that the tilt should be a higher quality, more sustainable, more consistent fundamental attributes within companies. And that actually benefits both value and growth. And as we said previously, helps to be more moderate in equal weighting, small, mid, and large cap stocks equivalently. From a sector perspective, we remain overweight financials, consumer discretionary, industrials, and materials. And the only change that we made since uh, our original 2021 forecast is we did upgrade energy from underweight to market weight. We've had to do a bit of a mea culpa there because that was a momentum-driven market. And given that it's only 3% of the market, we decided to be a little bit more constructive on it. We do believe the majority of the upside gains have already been attained uh, in the energy sector, and we prefer energy in Canada relative to the U.S., but that, that being said, we neutralized our position in energy and, and also went to an underweight in consumer staples 
given what we've seen in valuation there. So it's really the only changes that we've made. We remain steadfast on a tactical basis. And the way that we look at tactical is the next six to 12 months to be overweight those sectors. We continue to believe financials of the four are our favorite from an institutional perspective. Again, we believe that the majority of our institutional clients have been underexposed financials for a long time, and they've certainly enjoyed uh, the value part of the trade, that being financials, and the dividend growth side of things uh, in terms of, of financials. But we continue to believe that financials, and especially the theme of scale in financials uh, with respect to the money center banks, asset managers, and brokers, are going to continue to be the major fundamental play in financials. That's, oh, by the way, why we like Canadian banks, especially names like BMO, RBC, and TD that have very strong cross-border relationships uh, with, obviously, the United States and have multi-asset divisions akin to the money center banks in the United States. We believe the U.S. is going to continue to lead the recovery going forward, again, with Canada being a close second. Now, Canada also has had a a wonderful first half of the year with posting double-digit returns and, in fact, outpaced the U.S. for much of the first half. And akin to the U.S. in May, we increased our targets for both price and earnings from $19,000 to $20,500 in price and from $1,100 in earnings to $1,180 in earnings. Akin to the U.S., we are overweight financials, consumer discretionary, industrials, and materials. As we previously spoke on this podcast, we do uh, prefer energy in Canada versus the U.S. We're neutral energy in Canada, but given the strong management background in, in terms of focusing on corporate actions, meaning buybacks and cash flow. Cash flow is a very key thing in the energy sector, and we prefer energy in Canada. That's why we have maintained large positions in the portfolios that we manage, uh, real live money portfolios that we manage uh, in Canada with respect to names like Enbridge, TransCanada, and Suncor. Again, we believe that equities are going to be the consistent play going forward. And we think thematic bottoms up portfolio management will continue to dominate. And why we say that is, again, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, continue to believe there's too much focus on inflation and macro variables. And I think what we've seen the last 10 or 15 years in the marketplace, those those signals in terms of macro have been too focused upon with a lot of investors kind of looking at, at the same thing. We continue to believe that we're entering into a classic stock pickers market, which favors fundamentals, which favors active stock picking, which is going to favor what we believe is the best asset in the world. And we believe that's North American stocks, both in Canada and the United States. Lastly, in terms of portfolios, we have the very good fortune of, uh, of running portfolios for both the U.S. and Canada for our, our high net worth clients, real life money portfolios. And what we've seen in our portfolios, seven out of our nine products have, have outperformed uh, the market so far this year. One of the products that have not outperformed is something that we call the anything but the big three portfolio. And it's because in, it's in Canada and we can't own any financials, materials, uh, and energy. 
the big three sectors. And this has been a portfolio that's been excessively strong, especially given the volatility that we've seen in energy stocks and financials for that matter for the last 24 months. But given the fact that those three sectors are all kind of running on all cylinders, it's fallen back from the market, still up double digits, by the way, uh, year to date, but lagging the market a little bit. But I think that's where the opportunity is in Canada, in the consumer space, in the technology space in Canada, sectors that continue to be very strong. And we think from a stock picking perspective. So going back on our comment with respect to themes and stock picking, the stock market is a market of stocks. And I think the more big picture you focus, the more that's going to take your focus away from what's happened on a bottoms up level. Companies are companies and fundamentals do matter. So we continue to be bullish from a longer term perspective and hope that our work is helping you. If you'd like to see our work, please reach out to your relationship manager or reach out to us directly. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your support. We hope our work is helping you. This is Brian Belsky, Chief Investment Strategist at BMO Capital Markets, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.